So there are aspects of my life um, that I will never reveal um, that are between myself, my family. On the third day. On the third day, sorry. <laughs> that, that one, yeah. Like Christ himself. What was that about? I don't even and know. You went to I a don't fancy know. Restaurant. Um, um, in a beautiful place in South Africa. And he left you with love them. Love them. Boots, babe. He's not circumcised. I mean, not just for mobile fundis and all of that. I mean, I heard the, the audible voice of God. It wasn't the decision. It wasn't Hey guys, hi Subu. The people need to know that this is like a real place. Oh, okay. Hi. How are you? I'm all good yourself. Uh, hi Ross, come uh, go to the microphone and, and oh, say hi. Hello. Hi. Okay guys, welcome to another episode of Engineer Your Life. We're a very cool podcast. Uh, we chill, we're always in the garden, having fun, having some drinks. I have a very exciting guest today. Um, what can I say about her? She's an author, a best-selling author. Uh, she's done amazing things for the community. Many people don't like her on Twitter, but you know that app, very problematic. But anyway, I love her. That's why I invited her to my garden. And she's gonna tell us something amazing. Something amazing. She's got a book, right? So remember I just said she's a best-selling author um, amongst many, many other books. So just stay tuned and enjoy another electric, amazing episode of Engineer Your Life. <laughs> um, so, so what I'm laughing about, um, Jackie, <laughs> is your relationship with Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's that? I mean... Yo, is it meltdowns? Do people not understand where you're coming from? But sometimes you will post something and you are just attacked. Yeah. I just feel like people lack understanding and having context. Yeah. They take one sentence and they run with it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, didn't you even read the thread? Yeah. Like, um, and then you've got other people who just, just don't like you. They just have an issue with you. They just don't like you. So whatever you say, they will try to character assassinate you mm -hmm. and to show everybody that they have a bigger opinion and i'm like i don't take this stuff seriously i yeah. usually just post on logout especially on twitter i if if i'm really responding uh -huh. then it's because i'm really passionate about that theme or topic or that situation but i don't take it personal like yeah. i would never go up to the street and still be angry at you for something that you tweeted six months ago yeah. and i'm like i don't even know you like I don't take you that seriously. Like for me, you are almost like a cyber robot because I'm like I will never probably meet you unless yes. if it's a personality or a celebrity. Yeah. Um, but random people, I'm like it's your opinion. It's okay. I really don't care much. Ugh, and I'm so good at blocking people. I'm so good at it. It gives me so much joy. Block mute. Um, block me. <laughs> and this other girl actually said to me. I blocked her on Twitter and then she went to Instagram and mm -hmm. said, Jackie, why did you Please block me? <laughs> yeah, I blocked me. I'm like, I'm, I'm there's like, a reason. Yeah, there's probably a reason. <laughs> but then you're the reason you are blocked. Uh, the reason you are blocking people or you feel that these people are cyber robots that have opinions that don't hold weight. What what happens now on the other side of the coin where you said something and yeah. you landed up at Rand Randburg Magistrate's Court? Yeah. So so there is real context to tweets and they do hurt people. Yeah. So don't didn't that give you an opportunity to reflect and say, but maybe the things I say are a bit of a problem. Then it limits a person's opinion base. Mm -hmm. Then you will not have an opinion. Yeah. Right. Um, yes, yeah, some people get offended. But I just feel like you get offended because you're emotional or you're doing what I had said you were doing yeah. and it's hitting home. 
or yes. <laughs> yeah because if i for example if i tweet and i say there's a guy who peed at the robots and yeah. he was driving a red car yeah. and then a guy with the red car if you assume you've got a red car and you say yeah but i was not peeing i was just standing you could have just ignored it so you're saying your 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 tweets that land in you in inverted commas hot water yeah uh you tweeted what you know yeah. uh your basis of the truth and somebody caught us up and even if it's not the truth it's your opinion okay because other people will say yeah but your truth has loopholes because you didn't finish the story mm-hmm. you didn't complete this you didn't write everything in full so that everybody knows both of the versions yeah you know um and i'm like when i tweet something it's very intentional mm-hmm. it's either to educate to question your theory or it's a debate yeah right i'm not saying my tweets are holier than thou and mm-hmm. i'm correct mm-hmm. i'm saying here's the thing let's discuss and if you are sober-minded, you'll bring your different opinion yeah. and then we'll debate on it, right? Then other people just take it so personally as if it's a personal attack. I didn't tag you. I didn't mention or describe you. But by virtue of you jumping on it, you made yourself part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's only fair to bring in your side or correct the statement if you feel that, oh, maybe that was misrepresented let me show you a different side you're more than welcome to do that um i never say yeah no everything that i wrote is 100 percent i just said here's the situation this is how i see it what do you guys think mm-hmm. right if you get upset then it means according to Yeza, you, yeah. you know the, but the problem is you can't now say to the public because maybe yes it might look like you're defaming yourself or yeah. you character assassinating yourself or keeping the bazaar right but then keep quiet if you feel like I'm going to expose myself if I comment. Then keep quiet. But where, where do you, what, how, why does your opinion matter so much that in Dabazaban, But remember, I'm studying criminology. Okay. So anything that has to do with a certain crime, I'll be on it. Okay. Whether it's from an activism point of view, it's from a research point of view, mm-hmm. it's from a case study point of view, I will say it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's so unfortunate that when it comes from me, people really get upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could write the same thing and then somebody would copy and paste it and then they would use it. Somebody, other people would just ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, John can write the same thing. Yeah. They would not care. Mm-hmm. But if I write it, it's like, oh, shit, the, the tables are turning yeah. or the ground underneath us is opening, you know? So I just feel like, I have very strong opinions on what's happening in the country. Yes. Really, really strong opinions. And especially in the context of women being exploited. Yeah. 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 I have huge, huge, huge qualms about it. Yes. Um, but people don't want to talk about it. I think it's a touchy subject because also it, they know they're doing something wrong or their friends are doing something wrong or they just don't want to accept that there's those kind of crimes, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a YOLO, we're living as we want. You can't say anything about people's bodies, their sex life and what. I'm like, but when it's infringing on somebody's rights, we need to address it. I, I want to close off the, the, the subject of the court case. Did you feel um, now that it's over, I assume it's, it's over? It's not now. over. It's not. Oh, it's still ongoing. Uh, can I please have tissue? Sorry. No problem. Uh, that, that's the beauty of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Tissue, Betuna. Goody tissue. <laughs> it's in my bag.
Can they hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just grab a tissue in my bag. Um, in, in, in that uh, context, sorry, of, 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 of the court case, uh, do you feel um, people should take it that far? Or as you're saying, don't, if, you, if you're touched in the studio, then there's probably something you're hiding. <laughs> the thing is, there's been multiple court cases. Because the other one is still ongoing, I can't really speak about it. Yeah. Um, but the other one was dismissed. I think there's one famous one. I can't talk about it because it's not done. That's the one that's not yeah, done. it's not done. You're a social activist. I wouldn't even say in your opinion because the, the, the content of your books, how many books have you written? Nine. Nine books. Yeah. Jeez, congratulations Thank for that. You. That is hundreds and hundreds of thousands. <laughs> of I'm sure paper and work and hours. Yeah. Work, hours, research, um, research yeah. editing, rereading, sending back, all of the above, yeah. right? Um, I find that your books, I remember when I went to buy your book before I read the latest one, Bear, um, this is what this one is. Bear five. Mercy. It's bear four. Bear four mercy, yeah. right? Um, I found it in the fiction section. Why is it fiction? Because the basis of your activism is that these are real life stories. So when it comes to literature, they there are categories, right? Mm -hmm. So it's they've got biographies, sci-fi, memoirs, um, fiction, mm -hmm. non-fiction, and so forth. So the basis of a novel being written as fiction is because you've got creative license to turn or change things, right? Things like names. As soon as you start changing names, okay. then it can't be biographical. Yes, yes. Um, if you start changing locations like mm -hmm. addresses, let's mm -hmm. say I had said number 75, Pinar Street. Yes. But because I'm trying to protect the actual person who lives at number 75, yeah. I need to say it's number 29. Mm -hmm. So, because of those technicalities, yes. you have to... It can no longer be non-fiction. Yeah. Okay. Because now you have changed the geographics of the actual place. And then it's things like names, ID numbers, people in terms of descriptions. You changed a little bit here because some people don't want to be in the books. Mm -hmm. But they can, they can give you information, but they don't want to be in the books. So, protecting them and protecting yourself... It's also very important because, mm -hmm. as you can see, some of the books are very graphic. Yeah. And other people will say, I wanted to tell you, but because mm -hmm. I don't want my family to see me in that light. Yes. I, you know, it's those kind of technicalities that you have to also think, do you want the story or do you want to expose someone? Mm -hmm. So I generally just want the story um, purely for educational purposes, you know. So I would rather then protect my source yeah. by using a different different character name, a different city location, a different address and stuff like that, then automatically then it will fall under fiction because of those details. I'd, I'd say the running theme in all your books is the blesser culture in South Africa. Am I wrong? Am I right? Borderline. Okay. So you've got the human trafficking aspects, mm -hmm. you've got the organ sales, mm -hmm. you've got the traditional witchcraft mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've got the sugar daddies and then you have um, psychology mm -hmm. so I look at the different psychological spectrums of these different people um, and how they actually 
It's they somehow together. married. They married together. Yes. 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 yes, 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 yes. But yes, in the beginning, the biggest scope when the book started, that was the, the highlight, definitely. I remember that. Uh, I'd say that's what we knew Jackie yes. for in the beginning. Yeah. It scared everybody. You were on like a media tour. <laughs> yeah. Was it Bear, the very first one? The Blesses Game. The yeah. Blesses Game, yeah. yes. You were on a media tour. People were shocked by this word called the hockey club. club. Is that word even real or is also a pseudo name for something else? It's real. So okay. let me tell you how this works, right? So in different countries, people have different names for private secret societies, mm -hmm. right? So in South Africa, we don't have a specific name. We okay. just say secret society mm -hmm. or gentleman's club or whatever or whatever, right? So I said, let me coin a word that will equally mean the same thing okay. if you look at it from an international point of view. So you've got the Freemasons, you've got the Illuminati, you've got the Boys Club and all of these things, right? South Africa doesn't have a specific name. So I coined it for the purposes of my story, yes, right? Yes. So that we understand the concept. Mm -hmm. um, and people think the hockey club is an actual physical place like number 27. <laughs> it's not. Christian drive. <laughs> it's a phenomena. Yeah. You, you get it? Because it's something that anybody can do at any given time. It just requires a certain level of grading. Grading, I mean, yes, you must have money. Yes, it must... Copious amounts of money. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you must have money. Yes, you must be part of a group or a society of people. You have power. You must have power. Mm -hmm. It must be aligned to different people, politicians, business people, um, entertainment people, and so forth. So it creates sort of a, a lifestyle on its own. But it's, it's a private lifestyle because it's away from the public. Yes. As opposed to our lifestyle where if you go to a club, it's a club, you know. But they have their own way of living and their own way of doing things. And they, they, their entertainment is not the same as ours, right? So I, I coined that phrase so that people understand the phenomena. It's not like they can go to an actual physical place to go find it. They can go to a certain group of people and find it. There's somebody out there, um, possibly you and I know through your books, I, I know what it is. But there's somebody out there who, who, in simple terms and in a level of detail that I want you to go into, who says, what are the characteristics of the hockey club? Because we've spoken about money, power, but what type of things exist in this hockey club? So, I mean, obviously it's the lifestyle. Everybody's mm -hmm. drawn to a certain lifestyle. They mm -hmm. want to be part of the super wealthy, okay. right? So the super wealthy have money, but they don't have access to social okay. because they're private, okay. right? So in that case, they will then marry their lifestyles with pop culture. Okay. So it's entertainers. Okay. They must have access to that. They give them the parties, the girls, the so what, they must, the what. So they must have access to super entertainers, yes. like the A-listers. The A-listers, okay. right? Then, obviously, it's, it's geographics. Okay. So, what type of access do they have in terms of lifestyle into other countries? So, if you've got money and you're in KZN, can you do Namibia? Mm -hmm. Can you host something in Monaco? Mm -hmm. Can you host something in Florence? Mm -hmm. Can you host something? So, it shows you the amount of power you have in terms of access, right? Then, obviously, other people will say... Yes, then you've got the sex. What type of sex are they having? They have serious fetishes mm -hmm. where, yes, we spoke about 
um, people who strangle people. I know normal people can also do that, mm -hmm. but a girl who wants to experience a lifestyle would rather say, I'd rather get strangled on a yacht. I get you. I'd rather get strangled in on a, a, in a in six star yeah. hotel yeah. instead of Usfiso. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Epic room. Epic room, you know? <laughs> so it's those things married into money that gives you experience mm -hmm. because you're like, okay, I've never had sex on a private jet. I would want to do that. Yes. You yes. know? Who has the money for that? It's that guy. The super, the power super business, powerful business people. Um, I want to go have sex on a private island. Not even like Mauritius kind of thing. Mm -hmm. A proper private island like Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. but private, you yes. know? Um, stuff like that. It's access. And they, they will do the craziest things from sleeping with dogs, rabbits and cats. And you, you saw the video where a lady was... Um, Almost fondling with a snake, putting a snake in her mouth and that. stuff like that. Yeah. For, for stuff like that, you need access. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to just grab a snake from your grass and start doing stuff. There's animals that are trained for certain things and they're used for certain things. Um, and then you've got people who, who love cutting. Cut, 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 and then they drink each other's blood. Did it, ah. is, is this all still sexual? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when you cut your, your, your wrists <laughs> and then you, you suck on it and then some people even put cocaine. So they would cut, put cocaine and then so the, suck the, it from the, there. The rush is and elevated. Exactly. It's the highest rush. You know, yeah. there are people who take the same cocaine and put it in their private parts and then they suck each other from stuff like that. So it, it's what money can do that elevates your normal experience. So without you say, yeah, Jackie, sex is sex. No, to rich and powerful people, sex can be an experiment. Mm -hmm. So they want to see if you are willing to have sex in a chopper. A chopper is very small, mm -hmm. but it gives you the thrill because of where you are. You're mm -hmm. elevated. You're in the sky. Exactly. Sex you're... in the sky, you know. <laughs> so it's stuff like that where people are like, I would want to be part of a private social club so that I've got access to a lot of things. It's the travel, it's the clothes, it, it, it's the sexual experiences, it's the drugs. Drugs are not cheap, Yes. you know. Um, also access to other people in different, in different continents and, and different countries where they will say, I've got now friends in Dubai, I've got friends in Namibia, I've got friends in Botswana, but they're only your friends because of lifestyle. It's okay. not like it's people you who can you can on. call and say, hey, we don't have electricity, can you buy me a generator, you know? It's people who are part of a social club. When you go to their country, they host you. When you are here, you host them if you've got the money. So you want to be part of a global village that has money. So that's why you see a lot of our influencers and celebrities really trying to break through in other markets by virtue of having a stylist that's in a different country, a makeup artist that's in a different country, even something as simple as having a driver. You know when you go to a place like Kenya? Yeah. You meet a normal person who's driving a, uh, a taxi mm -hmm. or what they call a border border. Yeah. You, you make friends with them. That person then introduces you to the who's who because they're like, no, I'm always driving these people. These people, yeah. I can actually get you into a certain place. And then they start building friendships like that. But now with social media, you can just DM a person. If you've got a big following, they will respond. 
and say, yes, yes. yeah, yeah, I, I see you are big in South Africa. Maybe we can do a collaboration. But ultimately, it's how do we get into private clubs and, and, and private gatherings where only the rich are? You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to waste time and befriend somebody that's not going to give you access to anything, mm -hmm. you know? So the ultimate goal is how do we surpass the level of richness that we have in our country and merge it with the people who have dollars and pounds? What makes me as Sipo or Sipo from Imlazi or Mbali from Chesterville um, want to access this so much? What's so pressing to me that my eight to five job is not enough? The, the, the polo that I drive is not satisfying anymore. Um, um, what's, what's this thrill about this sex on a plane? Um, that I want so much. It's exactly that. It's the thrill of it because other people will never see a private jet in mm -hmm. their lives. It's the desire to be in certain spaces. It's like when people have money, instead of going to KFC, they would want to go to that restaurant that everybody's posting, right? You just want to have that experience. Even if it's just once or it's on a birthday or an anniversary or something big where you like... I, am, I would rather go spend my last money to have an experience at Konga because it's an experience, yeah. you know. So people want that. And sometimes, yes, you can say they want to grow into a different lifestyle where financially you have grown, you, you want to be with certain people. And sometimes it's social media. Social media pushes people to desire more than what they actually have. That's mm -hmm. why people end up faking so much mm -hmm. because it's like, I want to be seen as this personality or this type of person, or I want to be seen in a certain area. You know, there are people who just don't post when they are home mm -hmm. because home doesn't look like. I get you. You get me? They would rather post when they're in Umlanga mm -hmm. or Zimbabwe. Yeah. But they live 10 kilometers away from that place, but they will never post home. Yeah. You get me? Because of the image they want to portray, portray when it comes to their personality towards other people, right? Even things like cars. People don't post their own cars mm -hmm. because it's like, I'm not there yet. Mm. My, my car is not a car worth posting. I would rather go stand next to you know, it's the desire to elevate. It, it, also, other people, for them, it's ambition, really. Yeah. They would say, I aspire to be in that position where I am able to buy things without thinking about how much is left in my account. Um, and other people, just pure greed. Greed has a way of making people change their personality. And what they stand for. And what they stand for. Yeah. And their moral compass. Because you, 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 you may have something, you may have a home, but you're thinking, my friends have this, the husband has that, I want to be part, with that, part of that group of people. So I will do the extraordinary to get to that place. So if I'm an influencer, um, because this has been a running topic for the past few weeks on social media. Yeah. If I'm a female influencer with a large following and suddenly I wear designer, uh, I travel a lot and uh, 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 I use my own agency because I took the decision, right? I have agency as a young woman uh -huh. or as a young man with the yeah. following to say, I want this private exclusive life. Yeah. Why is then Jackie creating books about it to say it's wrong? 
Okay, so there's two different types of people, mm-hmm. and I like that what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Men and women, yeah. right? Picture this, right? You are that influencer, and I'm your friend. Yeah. You invite me to a dinner in KZN somewhere, very private, Gumnandi, mm-hmm. this proper people. Private lodge. Private lodge yeah. somewhere in the mountains, yeah. right? I'm your friend. You, we go to this area. There are your people, obviously, but they invited you. You know them. I don't. Maufiga, you start using drugs or you drink your alcohol. Everybody gets naked. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, I was not aware this is the type of party we're coming to. Yeah. Right? Then your friends say, ah, but so why are the wastes are corner? Because Tina says joil, right? Yeah. Whether even if it's not drugs, alcohol, simple mm-hmm. something as simple as alcohol. Then you pressure me to start using using yeah. alcohol. Then you say, No man unganwam because this is his lodge. He just wants to have sex with you for the night. I don't have access to come back. Right? In to terms, leave this lodge. Yes. Okay. So my agency is slowly being stripped. Yes. Yeah. So your, your, your consent is almost limited, mm-hmm. especially your decision-making abilities, because number one, I came here because of you. Yeah. You're the one who has the power over my life in those two days when we are here. Yeah. Right? So whatever you say essentially will go, even if I don't agree, but because of the power dynamics between us right now, I have to lean more towards what you would do and what you would say. So I'm not giving my consent comfortably. It's mm-hmm. almost under duress because okay. I'm like, okay, uh, how am I going to leave? What am I going to eat? We are stuck here. I'm like 100 kilometers away from home. It's at night. What am I going to do? So I say yes. Okay. With that knowledge mm-hmm. that... And the under duress consent? Yes. Okay. And that's not consent, okay. actually. Yeah. Then later on, five other people arrive and they start putting their stuff on the table. They start smoking. My young fagel. Where's my consent? I can't... I can't say no, I can't say yes, I can't, I, what, what can I do? Then I just fall in. Then later on there's orgies and what, and what, and what, and what. So where I come from with telling or almost rebuking this behavior is there are other people who are purely there for experience, not to get raped, not to get molested, not mm-hmm. to get abused. Mm-hmm. But by virtue of the circumstance and what their friends put them up to, they find themselves in situations where they aren't um, being taken advantage of. You get me? So, and, and, and it's just the sad truth. It's just a sad truth. And I have no problem with a person that decides to go live their lives that way. Mm-hmm. It's okay. As long as they're safe. But are they keeping the people around them safe as well? Highly, and I, 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 I really doubt. Because the people come back and say, I was stuck in a different province because of my friends. I was drugged in an Uber. I was done this. I was done that. By the people that were with me. Or people that I went to, you know. So it's just creating awareness about power imbalances among friends and people that they have around them that may influence certain crimes happening. Yeah. 
So that's why I, I prefer writing a story so that you see different sides of it. That yes, you've got the ones who are credible, who are doing it, who are influencing and they're really getting the job done and they're getting paid for that correctly. And there are the ones who purely sell others and themselves to get the things that they want. Whether it's a bag, a, a holiday or whatever. But there's always that small barrier yes. where you're like, I'm doing it for myself. But what have I done to others to acquire the things that I have? Interesting you say that there are ones that are influencing uh, already because they're influencers, yeah, they make they money, they Yeah, invoice, they're good. They're good at yes, it. Yes, they're good at it. Yeah. I think with the level of research you've done, it's fair then to ask, if you were to make a percentage estimate, guesstimate, how many influencers do you think Ooh, are really real make influencers. influencers and everything you see is from the money that they invoice from brands Ooh. 30% <laughs> you're saying 30% yeah. of influencers yeah. are making money from influencing and the other 70% are purely selling themselves selling themselves yeah. Compromising themselves yes. through sex. Selling other people. Selling other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's why when you look at things like awards, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very small portion of people who will really be recognized for pure work. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, there's also the issue that other people will be undermined and what and what. But... It shows you how small it is because there's probably two or three awards that really recognize influencing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I understand it's a new industry mm -hmm. and so forth, right? However, there are, there are people who are honestly working. Mm -hmm. And you see it in their consistency. Yeah. And you see it with the brand alignments. Mm -hmm. And you see it with the campaigns that they do over what period of time. However, where it becomes questionable, it's the lifestyle audit. Yes. Where you're like, you are in South Africa. Mm -hmm. You hardly travel for big campaigns. Mm -hmm. So you are not getting paid in dollars or pounds. Yeah. Yeah. However, you're living like a millionaire mm -hmm. at the age of 27. Yes. You're sounding very specific at the point. <laughs> yeah. At the age of 27. Yes. 25, 28, whatever, right? If we were to honestly... Mm -hmm do a lifestyle audit will it marry what you say you're doing which is you posting a water bottle a makeup brand um you posting maybe some gym wear mm -hmm. and those things are once in a while yeah it's not like it's every day they give you these things they give you one package once a month you post for them they pay you a certain percentage. That's it. But you're living like a millionaire. Meaning you drive a Range Rover yeah. or a G-Wagon. A G-Wagon is not two million, guys. It's four now. It's four. Yes. Five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's five. Yeah. Let, let's cap it at five, yeah. right? You're driving a five million rand car. car. Mm. You're living in an estate where the bonds are starting at, what, 30K a mm -hmm. month. That's probably like a three, five million rand house, yeah. right? The brands that you wear on a daily. Yeah. Diamond walk, one way. One way, yeah. right? Where you eat, what you drink, does that amount to getting a makeup package with two lipsticks and a blush? 
Does that equate to that? Does it make sense? Devil's advocate, Jackie, you're undermining the influencing industry. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, I got a six months campaign and I invoiced 300,000 rand. It's still too little. Still too little mm. to be living like that. Yeah. It's, it's way too little. Mm. You think about, fine, they gave you cash, 300,000, mm-hmm. right? Your G-Wagon, you need to pay it monthly. That's yeah. probably like what? 30, 40. 40. 40 <laughs> right? Yeah. 40. You've got your insurance on the G-Wagon. Mm-hmm. You've got your apartment or house that you have. Mm-hmm. You've got the... It doesn't even add up. The math monthly. is not matching. It's not. Yeah. Even if it was, let's say, 300,000. Mm. It's the G-Wagon, it's the house, it's the lifestyle, it's the alcohol. A Gucci bag is not 20,000 rand. It Let isn't. me tell you that. <laughs> okay? A Burberry bag or yeah. jacket. The Gucci pants that everybody's wearing. No, no G. Okay. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The big Gucci jacket. The, the bomber. The, the bombers, yeah. that's like 60, 80K. Yeah. It's still not messing. It's not. F- funny you say this. Uh, funny going back to you saying you were glad I said men and women. Yeah. Because it's men and, and women, women who are wearing these Gucci top yes. to bottom day after day after yeah. day. Yeah, because it's not like a bucket It's a demand. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, it's like a bucket hat. So let's just count. Let's say for a day's outfit, yeah. right? You've got the bucket hat, which is like 15K. Mm-hmm. You've got the sunglasses, which is about 10, 15K. Yeah. So how much is that now? 30. 30, right? You've got the watches. Mm-hmm. 60, 70, 80. Okay. So hundreds. So 200. I can show you 300 from campaign. <laughs> right? Then you've got the car or the, the, the jacket. Yeah. It's 60K. Yeah, 160. You've got the pants. 10. The sneakers, 10. 20. We're on 150. We're on 150, yeah. right? Then you've got the champagnes. <laughs> then you've got the gourmet three-course meals, right? Then you've got the entourage. Then you've got the petrol I've got a feeling, for a G-Wagon. I've got a feeling you're, you've given us a 300,000 rand life. A day! <laughs> That's a day! Do you understand what I'm saying? You're living like a millionaire. Because... For you to blow 200k a day, mm. you must be a millionaire. Multi Multi, yeah. right? So, and then you've got the holidays, the private um, penthouses, the, the, the travel, the business class, and the, what do you call it? Private jets and the choppers, you know? You've got, um, this is a lifestyle. This is an everyday, every weekend kind of thing mm-hmm. that you're showing us. Yeah. It's not that... Because it's your birthday, yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It's every single day. It's the bags. You know, when they change the bags every day, I post at my bag. Those bags are like 30, 40, 80, 90K. The travel bags that they post, 190, 80K. The watches. Those things are not cheap. I, I'm seeing this. So, what mo- are you saying? I'm seeing this mostly from A list celebrities and. What I'm getting from you is that these are alien celebrities you're talking about because it's them who are on two million followers, one million followers, yes. three million followers. Uh, and in my head, as a person watching from my Instagram, from my phone, I think DJ so and so is then invoicing, I don't know, one million rand a month from gigs. And that's how they're affording this life. Now I can tell you now, there's probably only 20 DJs in this country who are really making money. And the majority is Mapian. And then yeah. the rest, mm-hmm. w- w- the rest is Bayazama. Yeah. 
<laughs> it means they are living from paycheck to paycheck, yeah. or a weekend to weekend, with with two gigs minimum, uh -huh. or in, in fact maximum, mm -hmm. two gigs maximum. Some of them, right? Um, yes, you've got the ones who are overseas. Um, you know, if you look at Musa Keys, yeah. okay, Mapurisa is making money, Kamsa is making money, Black Coffee is definitely making money. Um, Abu Euphonica making yeah. money because they're overseas. Being making money, yeah. Um, you look at Focalistic, Devon Tukoko. That's why I say less than 20. Mm. Less than 20. We've already run out of names. Exactly. Um, there's also. But you can count Kula the song, Kula the song. Who live an extravagant but lifestyle. there's over 100 influencers and DJs and musicians in this country. And actors as well. And actors, <laughs> right? Who post as if. They are all part of that tax bracket. Mm -hmm. When they have only had one show that's airing on television that was shot six months ago, the money was paid six months ago, Pelletal, yeah. right? And then the gigs are far and in between, and I'm at 20,000, 10,000. One gig doesn't even cover that Gucci bag that you're wearing. Or the Gucci jacket. It doesn't. It doesn't even cover the iPhone that you have in your mm. hand. You get me? Um, then you've got the consistent lifestyle. Every weekend we must see. Because that's what you, you want us to see. You want us to see the house, the bags, the cars, the people that you're with, what you're eating, what you're drinking, where you're sleeping, all of it. You want to show us the white sheets all the time. But where are the gigs? Jackie, you are... Jackie, you are jealous and you've decided to write books because you want to be a celebrity like us and you, you, wow. you, you, can't, you can't get into the club, so you decided you're writing books. Also, um, I realized that you need therapy because this happened to you. Um, you were part of the hockey club. Uh, wow. So why must I believe you? I don't want you to believe me. I want you to think. I'm not here to force anybody to believe me. I don't want you to actually even believe me. I want you to go see these things and question them and decide for yourself that am I going in or am I not going? If I'm going in, what must I look out for? If I am to see a friend who's going through that, how do I identify it? Because you've got a sister Oham who's living this life, but Agasebenzi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand? There are things that we cannot ignore in society that damage the society. Mm -hmm. It's the opportunity cost for young people. Lack of education, skill development. All of those opportunities are going because we, are, we drink a lot. Mm -hmm. Our generation drinks yeah. a lot. Drugs are, are very accessible. The rape amongst ourselves. This is not, I'm not even talking about rape that happens in the street. Rape amongst ourselves and our peers. Especially under influence of something. Yes. Intoxication, right? whatever substance. The kidnappings and the killings mm. are happening in, within our circles because we sell each other out, right? When foreigners come here and I'm dating a foreigner, I pass on to other people who have nothing to do with this lifestyle. And so even if you say, nah, I'm jealous, I have nothing to be jealous about. I've created a whole career out of my writing. And I have to be really dumb if I can write nine books and not be financially smart. Mm. You get me? Yeah. It's really not even about my own personal feelings. It's about my responsibility as a citizen and what I know about this country. What can I teach that can change somebody else's life? You know, um, alcohol is alcohol. 
you can't say a person is jealous of alcohol. We all drink alcohol. So if I'm jealous, does it take the alcohol away from you? It doesn't. We are fine. But we must get to a point where we acknowledge the truth and, and the pandemic that this is mm -hmm. and what our society is going through. There's a social... So there's a social, how do, how I, I want to place it correctly, deconstruction that's happening. And young people are not getting into positions where they will be able to cater for themselves because we are dependent on men to do things for us. We are dependent on society to give us things. We, we're just not at the place where we're telling the truth about our struggles. We're seeking the help that we need. We are using the opportunities that we are given. We are seeking education as much as we should be. Yes, there are educated young people. I'm not taking that away, but I'm saying the majority. Mm -hmm. If you look at the stats of people who are dropping out, not because there's no man in what... They're just failing. They're not showing up at school. They're not showing up anyway because they're gallivanting, mm -hmm. you know. Um, that should be concerning because... Yeah. We're already complaining about the state of our economy. We, we, we're complaining about politics. If you look at young people, if you erase the ANC and, and the old ANC and you say, choose one person in your community that could become a president, it will be hard to identify. True. It will honestly be so hard to mm. identify. Just look at just your community. Don't even look at people in different provinces. Just in your community. Who can you say will be the next if you were to choose today it would be really hard to identify you know women in positions of power women in in, in, in it technology you know, it's hard you find them far and in between mm. you know women in mining it's hard because they are not studying they're not doing what they're supposed to do they are everywhere else but school so when it comes to people saying, yeah, you have done this, actually, yes, I have. And I am confident to say, I know it. It's real, mm -hmm. you know. I, I, um, and it's so unfortunate that we want the next generation to suffer the way we did. And it's so unfair where you sit with information to benefit yourself and then you're like, but what if it happens to my sister? Mm -hmm. What if it happens to my brother? What if it happens to my children? Because I didn't say anything yeah you know so it's okay if you say all of those things it's your opinion mm -hmm. but they don't affect my responsibility that i have to i have to take on you know i can't be a proud citizen and say i'm living in south africa everything is great but when i see a woman getting raped in the street i'm like ah oh, it's none of my business i didn't see it you know uh, so a different country of book um, yeah there is Page 33, if I remember correctly. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> Page 33. Yes. Um, I, I'll just read. I'll just read, right? You speak of Daphne. Yes. Daphne is the wife. Yes. You speak of Treasure. Yes. Treasure is the side chick. Yes. And you speak of Tim Morgan. Tim Morgan, I'd say, is the husband, the big boy. Yes. Okay. She remembered how much she begged Tim not to continue running after Treasure, but he still left her. She thought of the VIP dinner she hosted and Tim using her to lure investors in and all she could do that night was to please him with her efforts while he paraded treasure in the crowds of moneyed men. That was the setting she lived in all those years. She should have been the woman on his arm, not treasure. Why did she deserve so much when all she brought to the table was her vagina? Mm. All these young girls that come into marriages and think that they can dethrone wives 
have no clue who built the thrones. Can you relate? Yeah. People, young people, mm -hmm. think they can walk into an establishment mm -hmm. and take it over. Mm -hmm. Not, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even matter if it's a marriage or a business or whatever, but they think they can walk in and take anything over, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy mentality because you're thinking, over how many years was this built? What are the morals and principles is this thing built on? Mm -hmm. Who are the characters who are building this thing? Mm. What does it take for you to sustain this thing, mm. right? When are you just thinking your vagina will sustain this thing? Mm -hmm. It will not. This, is thing, this thing is a moving ship. Yeah. It's got different parts where it needs a certain mind to cater for all of the, those parts. Yes, women are beautiful. Yes, of course they are. They really are. And they can cater sexually. Great. But can we not be the generation that only has that? How many Daphne's are around? A lot. There are a lot of women, married women, mm -hmm. who are in marriages because there's money. Okay. Which is the Daphne, mm -hmm. you know. There is money. There's, they are comfortable. And they think they'll always be there. They're thinking they're sitting on the throne. And you're like... You know, your value is deteriorating every time you put on makeup. Explain. Makeup in a sense, think of it as a metaphor, okay. right? You're sitting in a house every day only to wake up and eat and watch this man go work. Ten years later when he wakes up, he realizes that you actually didn't help him do anything. You were the help in the house more than anything. Now that the empire is yeah. super humongous. Yeah, because we can equally say, yeah, I helped him build. Yeah, you were the domestic. You were cleaning. You were washing the kids. You, you were the domestic. You were not in boardrooms. You were not raising capital. You were not negotiating. You were not in offices where decisions were made. You were the domestic. It's just the truth. And once he decides to leave and get another domestic, he will. Which is a younger girl who will service his other needs. The treasure. Yes, the treasure. Yeah. You get me? So, in the story you see the duality of being this powerful wife, yet you are, you are a nobody towards yourself. You cannot wake up and say, this is what I have accomplished alongside my husband. There's a difference. Yeah. You are the domestic or you are the one who accomplishes alongside. There are women who are married who can say, while he was doing this, I opened this, I did that, I graduated, I did this, I did that, I did that. Mm -hmm. That's why they are comfortable when things happen. They're not shaken by anything because they were part of an actual foundation. They contributed in one way or another or they open things for themselves. But you're saying that's not the majority of them. No. It's a huge, it's the minority minority. No, like, it, now it's because, when you're pregnant, they, they think it's, it's a goal, it's, it's, a, it's a gem. Anybody can get pregnant. It's not, it's not like an exclusive thing. Mm -hmm. you, you can get pregnant. You, we can all get rings if you wanted. You can buy yourself a ring. But are you really valuable in that family where even the parents 
the brothers and sisters, when they look at you, they see value. You know, what are you doing in this person's life that changes who they were a year ago and who they are now or even 10 years ago? Because other people can say, yeah, I was married, but I'm self-made. Now my wife was at home yeah. and I was doing my own thing yeah. in Cape Town and I did things, you know, and they're comfortable with that. But then it's clear you are a housewife. It's clear. That's what you do. Sharp. No problem. Our parents were housewives for a long time. Sharp. But the modern woman wants to take things as if it's their own. Mm -hmm. You can't claim what's not yours. And then when he kicks you out, you equally cry. You were there for three years. Yeah, because you did nothing. And that's just a fact. You did nothing. And equally so, even if you were given an opportunity to do something, you squandered it. Within Zipoen instead of Kali Salun. Yeah. You understand the, mm. the differences? Where uh, some men respect women who actually really wake up and do something. Mm -hmm. They look at them different, they speak to them different, they treat them different, they, they honor them different. It's like, you know, in corporate, when they have NDA functions mm -hmm. and Everybody's showing off their wives because, you know, you've got the CEO and the wife mm. or the CFO and the wife and you've got the accountants and what. There was a conversation I had with my friends about that scenario where when you walk into a room and your partner introduces you, are you honestly comfortable when he says you are a housewife? When the other guy says my wife is an architect. My wife is a doctor. Mm -hmm. My wife is a nurse. My wife is a what? Are you honestly sitting at the table with full confidence to say you are a domestic? Let's, let's get more personal. Yeah. Um, when did you realize, you, you, you remind me of the years in case I get them wrong. I think you, you once mentioned in your books that it was around the late 2000s. When did you realize that you are now a place and you are in this and w what was happening was it by choice or was your consent taken away from you no. as you mentioned or you walked in there knowing Uguti, the benefits of being with an older guy who has power and influence are this and i want them okay le let me firstly start by defining there's two different types of people or different terminologies or theories right so there's a sugar daddy yeah and a blessy, mm -hmm. right? Blesser. No, blessy. Okay. So it's, yeah, blesser. Correct. Yes. Blesser and a sugar, sugar daddy. daddy. Yeah. A sugar daddy is defined as an older man who has money. Mm -hmm. However, you are in a relationship with this guy, okay. right? The blessy and blesser culture mm -hmm. is different in a sense that there is no commitment and emotionality and emotional mm -hmm. stability mm -hmm. in their engagement mm -hmm. it's purely transactional okay whereas you can have multiple right it's almost an open gate okay you can have a person who is assisting you with school this one is the lifestyle guy you only see him when you go to parties mm -hmm. and then this one is the guy who says he's your boyfriend but he's not your boyfriend but he's got multiple other people he's, it's a easy it's a when I see you, you're my person. 
But the basis of it is money and sex. It's transactional, yeah. right? Whereas with this, it's a relationship leading to somewhere. It's just that the other person is older and they have money. You are in a relationship. It's an exclusive relationship. The same way um, our parents and great-grandfathers used to date, right? In a, as, think about it this way. When you were in their time, they could marry a 19-year-old and this guy is 40. Mm-hmm. But because he's got farms and what and what and what, it, that's the equivalent. Does it mean they don't love each other? They actually do. You're telling me that you were in love? Yes, I was in a relationship with okay. someone. I was not having multiple streams of... Was he married? Yes, he was. Okay. And you were aware? Yes. Okay. So, and, and, and I don't even want to make excuses about him being married or what. We live in South Africa. There's different kinds of marriages in South Africa. You've got the people who are monogamous, you've got the polygamous, you've got all these kind of things. So that was not even a thing to me. And besides, I'm Sotho. In my culture, we do get married to older people, number one. Number two, we do get married to multiple people. So polygamy, that's mm-hmm. what I mean, right? So I was fully aware that he was married but this is probably a year later because he had told me like a year later. But then when I was away, I was away. But I still didn't leave. So that's, that's neither here nor mm-hmm. there. Um, and I was with him exclusively. And he's the only guy actually. Um, but towards year number two, I started seeing the changes. Yeah. You know, a little bit aggressive in his tone. He didn't beat me up or anything like that. It was just in his tone, um, his behavior, the things that he was doing. That's when I started seeing the extreme social life that, Mm -hmm. oh, they are richer, richer, richer people. Mm -hmm. Because obviously, once a relationship grows, people get comfortable. They start exposing you to other things that they're doing, who their business partners are, different houses they have. You know, they get comfortable, right? So I started seeing stuff like that. And then I realized that, oh... um, the wife is aware of his other extramural activities. Okay. Because at some point you you end up speaking, you know. Um, And I'm like... Speaking to who? The wife? Yeah. If you read The Blessed Game, you'll see how it turns out. (laughs) Um, You start seeing... So, cordial conversation. I would leave my man. It's a cordial conversation. Yeah, it's cordial. No, she didn't didn't do stuff like that. Okay. No, she was not like, leave my man. What are, what are you doing with my man? I'm mm-hmm. gonna, uh-uh. She was definitely not like mm-hmm. that. Very, she was very calm, collected. Um, she was aware of the relationship. She was told about the relationship even before she knew about me. So by the time we met, she had already knew, knew that I was, she knew that I was there. She was very aware that I was there. And then it was very cordial. And she spoke to me almost every day at some point. And it was okay. No big deal. There was no real drama between us. Like, there was just nothing. Everybody respected their space. Um, and then, yeah, you see the aggressiveness. You see the lifestyle. You see what he does with his friends. I mean, they, they were sleeping with young boys and they would have orgies and stuff like that. And it would be a lifestyle thing. We would know if he wants to go to Cape Town for December and it's a holiday and then they book so a the boat. Same guy, so, Think about you and yes. your ex, should I say. Yes. So you were aware that 
this is the year two you're saying yes, when things yes. became extreme. Yes. You were aware that there's a wife. Yes. You and the wife were cordial. Yes. He's sleeping with men, women, yes. young. That was part of his entertainment. Oh, this is just his entertainment. He's sleeping with people. Yes, he of... was not having a relationship with them. He was sleeping with them for entertainment. So if he booked, let's say, a boat and we are all in Cape Town, it would happen on the boat. And then as soon as... You're there. You're witnessing it. Yeah, they're and... there. Yes, everyone is there. It's, it's December or it's Easter or whatever. And we that, are... You can't say anything. You can't say, no. baby, when's that? Yeah, he <laughs> he tells you this is what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Manja, this is what's going to happen. Are people also shitting on each other in South Africa in that boat? Yes, they in, do that. in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. This is not exclusive to anybody. It's, nobody's immune to somebody peeing on them mm -hmm. or somebody shitting on them. If somebody wants to do it, they will do it. If they've got money and they want to pay you for it, they will. And that's exactly what they were doing. What's the going rate? It depends on who you are and how much they value you. If, ne? if they really value you, they will give you a lot of money. And if you also agree to do a lot more other things that they want, um, you know, they will give you money. There are people who just get paid for orgies. They get a certain amount. And then there are people who get paid for being peed on. And then there are people who, who get paid for have, sleeping with animals. So you, you will still have the orgies and they will like, would you be comfortable sleeping with the dog or whatever? Just for entertainment. And then they will throw money at you to say, oh, from one level to the next level, you know? So they pay you per level and what you are comfortable doing. Um, if you are a guy and you're not gay, they will say, can you just do it mm -hmm. with the gay guy so that we just see it? But you're not. But because there's money, you will do it. Mm -hmm. You get me? If you're a girl, they're like, have you ever had lesbian sex? Can you just do it so that we as guys see it? But you're not lesbian. Mm -hmm. But because there's 30K, you will do it. You know, it's those things where they try to push your boundaries for their entertainment because they've got the money. <laughs> and if you're a gay guy and you know that you're gay and they say, no, sleep with a girl and a boy just so we can have fun, mm -hmm. they will do it. But you know you're gay, you're not going to sleep with a girl. Mm. But because ordinarily. Ordinarily. Yeah. But because it's entertainment, it's fun for them, and they know you're gay, and they see the way you're uncomfortable with it, and, you know, it, it turns them on. It's like people who say, when somebody's crying, I get turned on. Now, but it turns them on that you are fighting, but because there's money, you, you will do it. Back to you, why did you leave? Uh, was it purely a relationship has ended, it's run its course, or I the, think, the, 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 the sugar daddy element of it just got so much? I think um, I didn't like what I saw in terms of all these things, these things that we were talking about. I didn't like it. Um, and then I just felt like th how the first, the first year and a half was, was different towards the second year mm -hmm. and I didn't enjoy that part of the relationship and I was like I would actually prefer the first year more than the other half of it you know because we dated for three years and I'm like I, I have to choose because it's not like now he's gonna go back and be the guy he was the first year he's showing me that this is who he is and I have to accept this and I just didn't like it and then I mean also things like you know being videographed, having sex is an uncomfortable thing. Stuff like that, man. It's just weird stuff. Like it's Videos of you out there exist. Yeah. It's fine. They can leak them now. It's okay. 
<laughs> I'll sue the living shit out of you, but you can't do it. <laughs> now I have got my own money, I'll sue you. Okay, are you proud yeah. of what you're doing there? Was it cute? <laughs> I don't know, it was like how many years ago? It was, like, it was like 10, 10, 10, 12 years ago. Maybe we could learn. Nah, I don't think it was cute at all. <laughs> I think it was awkward as fuck. Awkward, but, ne? Yeah, because I mean, it's something that you don't know, you don't like. You're young, I was 19, I'm 34 now, you know? So see how many years ago it is, like 13 years ago. Let's, let's go a bit lighter. You have a daughter? No. You don't? No, I don't have kids. You don't have kids? No. Where do I get this point that you were pregnant then? Was there pregnancy Oh, yeah, involved? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he administered an illegal abortion on me. So I got pregnant. He hired a nurse because he's got money. He paid the nurse and then the nurse did the abortion. Are you tied up? Like, how, does, how, how is it administered at this particular no, point? No, they, they put stuff in your drink. You drink it, you sleep. Shit. Yeah. You drink it, you sleep. When you wake up and... When you wake up, there's blood coming out. It's like stuff. And then they're like, the pregnancy is gone. Simple. Do you think you believe in the institution of marriage then after you've, what you've yes. experienced? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And would you still get married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are good people, guys. It's not like it's everybody. It's not everybody. Not everybody who has money behaves like that. There's a certain portion of people who are still pure, who have money, but they still have good hearts. And then you still have ordinary guys who are still good people. There's really good people out there. It's just that, obviously, the bad always outweighs the good. Um, but, yes, definitely. Um, they are really nice guys. So, I mean, leaving was going to happen mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. It's just that... At the time, leaving was my only option because I felt like at some point this guy's going to kill me. I know too much. I've seen too much. I know too much. And also, yes, the, the illegal abortion thing. I mean, he, he paid somebody to, to force me into an abortion. Um, and also, I just felt like I'm not growing. There's nothing I'm doing there. Like, you there's so much alcohol you can drink. There's so many hotels you can sleep in. Like... It, it started getting boring for me where I'm like, I don't want to wake up anymore. I don't want to dress up anymore. I don't want to put on makeup anymore. I just don't want. I think I was just sick of it. Um, and then I was like, okay, nah. Yeah, I'm out. Like, yeah, it's done. Close to, close to our final thoughts. What do you have to say to the, to the young lady 15 to 30? who is at her peak of her beauty. She's yes. light-skinned or she's dark-skinned. Dark she has the beautiful, beautiful weave. Yeah. She has cheekbones. She's slim. She has, but right now she wants a BBL. She wants a Brazilian butt lift because it's 80,000 rand. She's like, Indota must pay for this. You know, when it comes to body stuff, that's more of a self-esteem thing mm -hmm. it comes from inside and when the inside is not balanced that's when you want to fix too many things and you think that you are not pretty enough you're not sexy enough you're not seen enough you're not heard enough you're not attractive so that that's more of a self-esteem you need to fix inside and then maybe if you do decide for real that you want to a breast reduction or whatever that let it be because you want it not because you see it in the world and what that's what the world is feeding you or you want to be attractive and stuff like that do it because you want it it'll make you happy it's not for somebody else but 
I mean, at the end of the day, we all make decisions, hey? It's just that look at the opportunity cost. It's okay to date people with money. There's nothing wrong with them. They, they, it's not like they have a disease and you will die, or, yeah. you know? But date people with pure intentions. Like, have an intention. And don't just say, I'm dating somebody because mm. What if they die? Yeah. What if the business shuts down and the money is gone? Would you really still stay? Then why, if, if the answer is no, then why would you want to waste your life? You know, um, it is so good to be able to be in a position where you can do things for yourself and whatever else somebody does for you, it's extra. Yeah. You know, you're not living in somebody's house and then if you make a mistake, you think they're going to kick you out. You know, you're always living and you're scared to live because you're thinking they're going to kick me out, they're going to beat me up, they're going to rape me, they're going to force me to do this. You know, it, it's so good to be in a position where you are comfortable with your income, you're comfortable with yourself, you're comfortable with where your life is going, and you're making decisions for yourself. You're not forced into it. You're not doing it because your friends are doing it. You're not doing it because it's your only source of income. Um, you can't say another human being is your almighty, it's, it's their, your everything. They're not your everything. They're supposed to help you grow or let it be a, a cherry on top. Don't make it your world where now this one person is only doing all of these things for you. Where does your pride come from? You know, where does your, your own legacy come from? Where your own growth? It's so beautiful to look at your life and say, wow, in 10 years, I've done one, two, three, and you're proud. And you, it's things that you can take home and show your parents and say, Mom, I have gone into the world. This is what I've accomplished. You know, this is what I'm doing for you, my family, for myself. This is what I have done. And yes, it's also beautiful to say, It's also nice. But now when you go to his family, what does he say about you? You know, what, how does he introduce you? How does he encourage you? How does he grow you? How does he, where, you know, when, when a partner is proud of you mm -hmm. and you see it in his eyes yeah. that, wow, I've done something in Tibigzwe years or three years back in deal, and your partner is proud of you. So just be in a position where you can really, really stand up for yourself regardless of how hard it is. Just try your best to find what you love and stick to that and let that be your source of income. Don't make a human being your source of income. We're nearing the end of our show. Um, thank you so much for coming, by the way. Thank um, you. It's, been, it's been very insightful. And easy you know, that, um, <laughs> that, 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 that you've been known for and that what you stand for. I appreciate the activism. And I hope people can see the sincerity that I felt and that what you're doing is not a revenge streak. Yeah. It really is a form of activism and especially for the black woman because I think your voice stands for the black woman who is marginalized, disadvantaged and may seek to get money from wealthier men yeah. of whichever ethnicity and country they come from. Yeah. Um, if you had 24 hours, what are you doing? Oh man, I'll read my favorite book. I'll have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. I'll go for a jog. I'll have a big dinner with all of my friends. Mm -hmm. And if I had an option, I'd also invite like all the people that have inspired me. And then in the morning, I'll say grace and pray and say I'm out. And then that's it.
Ladies and gentlemen, best-selling author, social activist, Jackie Pamote. Thank you. <laughs>